going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast, coming at you not live from respective frock quarters in Los Angeles and Clovis. I'm here with my best pal, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. We wish you a merry shillmas and a happy new shill. I'm so tired. We're <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this uh, at an unusual time for us. This is uh, an afternoon pod. Yeah. Uh, I had to take a power nap I, and then sorry. restart. And now, and now I feel refreshed, though. I'm glad you took a nap. I I did not take a nap. I did, however, wake up only a couple hours ago uh, for reasons that we will get into later on the pod. Matt, but who's, who's a- joining us this week? That, that I was going to ask you, but then you did it first. Um, today, our guest is the wonderful, hilarious comedian. You know her. You love her. She is back. It is Jessica Seeley. Hello. How you doing, Jessica? I good. You good? I good. Sorry I sang Afternoon Delight before you introduced me. No, there's no rules here, man. <coughs> We're like a rules-free podcast. Unprofessional! Yeah, but, you know, this is a, the most unprofessional podcast I think there is. You know? I don't know about that. Rockets in flight. Yeah. Boo! Yeah. Um, See? So, Matt. What's up? As a shill. Yeah. Who still works for the Star Wars show in some capacity? Absolutely. You haven't seen the movie yet, have you? No, I haven't. Um, You're a terrible shill. I know. So there was multiple chances I had to see it that I missed. One was the screening here in LA for press that you sent me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we should do that." And then I moved on with the rest of my day. Yeah. Um, And then the other was. Here's the thing that I've never done when it comes to the Star Wars show. I've never been like, "Hey guys." I know that I'm the guy who like goes like man on the street stuff and like does, you know, stuff like that or like shills for like Bose or shills for Walmart or everything. But can I just see the movie at the premiere with you guys? (laughs) Uh, And I was like, I had thought about doing that. Um, and I think they would have said yes, but I didn't. I forgot completely. I, I, weirdly enough, this movie, even though it like obviously is like one of the bigger movies of the year, and everyone's been like you know talking about how excited they are. I mean, is it? it? Kind, well, it kind of snuck up on me in terms of like when the premiere was. I knew it was in December sometime, but I was like, is this like it? Didn't it feel like it kind of snuck up? It just kind of was like, oh, yeah, the last Star Wars. I wonder yeah. if uh, Mandalorian took some of the heat off of the start because everyone's like, we like Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's Man. what it is. Everyone just started talking about Baby Yoda. Yeah. And then you forgot like, oh, there's this like whole other movie that's coming right. out. Um, Jessica, so, yeah. do you give a fuck? Did you give a fuck about the new Star Wars movie? Were you like, oh, man, the new Star Wars movie is coming out. I better gird my loins or whatever. No, I don't. I, I didn't need to gird my loins or anything. But uh, I do. I I don't care about the movie. I'll probably go see it. But I do like the baby Yoda. You like the baby Yoda. I you, like the baby from it, the Mandalorian. So you're one of the people who loves baby Yoda. Who, who loves baby Yoda? I mean, yeah. I guess that's it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess like the, there's this thing where it's like I saw only the first episode of the Mandalorian and it ended with the baby Yoda, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then and then the memes started taking over okay. and everyone's like, look how cute. And it kind of reminded me of the whole like Porg thing yeah. where everyone was like, look how cute the Porgs are from the trailer of uh, The Last Jedi. And I was like, 
yeah, I mean, you know, it's CG. They like created it to be cute. Like that can't be that hard. Is, is the is the baby Yoda CG or is it a puppet? Uh, or both? That's a good question. I would assume from what I saw that it was CG, but maybe it is. Maybe that's how good puppet technology is now that it, it actually might... looks like CG. I've imagined that it's a puppet. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I feel like, like the baby Yoda is worse than the Porgs somehow because the Porgs were like kind of new. Where like this is literally just taking like the most famous thing about Star Wars and making yeah. it a baby. And so, yeah. granted, I haven't. Great seen... idea. Yeah. Great no. idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> granted, I haven't seen uh, the Mandalorian yet, so I am like I have a natural immunity to it because everybody I've talked yeah. to who's seen it is like, oh my god, it's so cute. But just seeing like the Baby Yoda discourse online, I was like, well, this is exactly what I imagined uh, having a fucking Star Wars streaming channel would be like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, we made Yoda a baby. And everybody's like, aww. The worst is, I think for me, is the constant reaction gifts that were made almost simultaneously. Yeah. It was kind of, it, it was kind of like, uh, Baby Yoda reminds me a lot of uh, Kamala Harris. In <laughs> no, terms, come on. In terms of like the uh, the way that, the social media strategy was already in place. Before. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. like the, all the Star Wars stuff is just all the shit we dunk on politicians, um, social media teams for doing. But for some reason, yeah. it like works on us. We're like, oh, well, okay. but yeah, but Kamala Baby Yoda Harris though is not as cute. Yeah. Also, that's like when, <laughs> when you really see the the Baby Yoda in the in the show, and then this last episode, he starts moving the ship around, and they're like, <laughs> no, don't do that, the ship, and he's like. <laughs> it's cute no it's every time he comes on screen i'm like oh i hope if i have a baby it looks just like you <laughs> i would love to have it come out of my vagina yeah and i mean the ears big ears and yeah it's all green i feel like the ears would be the biggest problem with it no know? but the ears kind of fold up like gizmo's yeah, ears don't up. they yeah do they they're soft they're it's soft not a problem. Ears. it okay. wouldn't like cut you well, on the way good. out or yeah anything. i would hope not at the same time, what's that thing where when you ha- get pregnant, sometimes your vagina and your butthole become one? No. Yeah? No, you just made that up. Is that not real? What well, are you talking about? Like, whenever, whenever I watch TV I, or daytime TV, like judge shows and stuff, like yeah. some of the commercials are for uh, like transvaginal mesh. And I thought oh. like that was, I mean, I thought that's what that was where like they have to put a net between your your vagina and your vagina wall and your back walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your your pussy hole and butthole become one hole because of a like a tear in the space time that, continue. Oh, it's just a hole. Yeah, isn't that a thing? I guess that makes sense. But then they sew it back up. No, so I'm the, sure that you could sew it but back up. I was up. picturing like the holes get closer and closer together until they actually <laughs> like a solar eclipse. Be- <laughs> become the same hole yeah eventually as you age every woman forms a cloaca and uh it's like a you know a bird's cloaca uh i'm so glad i'm not a bird no i know it's just but if you think about it all bird all bird sex is butt sex and all bird poo looks like cum yeah that is true it's because it has pee in it maybe maybe what we perceive to be bird poo (laughs) is really bird cum seagulls just are like Oh. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Birds just have a thing for pooing on me. I always got. If you think about birds all, think you're hot. all bird uh, 
like tweets as being just them screaming in ecstasy it's kind of (laughs) it kind of changes your view on like i remember there was there was one comedian that was on mark maron yeah and he was like talking about his uh, depression and his guys and who his guys were (laughs) i don't remember who he was Uh he used to write for the onion and he was like People would tell me, just listen to the birds. But when I heard them, I just heard their shrieking calls for help <laughs> as they violently protect their territory and rape each other. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, in a way, I mean, that's the entire animal kingdom. Yeah, every- it's true, but it's cuter than that. Yeah, I mean, every noise that an animal makes is, is just them shrieking in pain. Well, that's why we need baby Yoda's is because it's like he's like a cute animal, but he's not going to grow up to scream in pain and rape. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, then again, we don't really know what adolescent Yoda got into. Yeah. In the last episode, he he goes like this and tries to choke one of the girls on the ship. (laughs) 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 Like with the force. Jesus Christ. She's like... Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you like then, that bitch." And then they're like, "Like that, do you?" They're like, "No, baby Yoda." <laughs> Make you come, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we got a text from Brett uh, on the subject Ooh, of Star Wars, which is always it's time fun. for Brett text. Yeah. Uh, that's from this morning, Brett. And these always come in with zero. This is actually the most context I think we've ever gotten for a Brett text. So yeah, usually he starts in the middle of a thought, and we have to ask what he's talking about. But he's already mid rant, so yeah. he won't clarify. No, there'll be like six texts deep, and we'll be like, "Hey, wait, what?" Um, yeah, uh, this one's from this morning. Some people were having a boring conversation about Star Wars in the cafeteria. <laughs> I got up and left. The people who took their spot continued the conversation in almost exactly the same spot. I'm losing I'm losing my fucking mind. Monoculture psychosis. <laughs> I mean, if Brett would just I don't know, man, take Valium and just start he just needs to drink the monoculture Kool-Aid and I think he would have an excellent life. Yeah. That's what I think. As a shill, someone who's been actively drinking the monoculture Kool-Aid, I, I've realized that like everything's better for me because I'm an idiot and life is just as good as the next television show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I go to Disneyland once a month. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you just go like, this is the happiest place on earth because they said so. This isn't a mediocre churro. No. It's amazing. It's the best $9 churro I've ever bought. (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah. How could I not be? I'm in the happiest place on earth. (laughs) I went to Disneyland recently. Did you? Uh, You did. Me and Francesca Yeah, you did like a love thing with Disneyland, huh? Yeah, we did kind of a love thing. Here's the thing about Francesca. Uh, I love her very much and she loves me back. So she's kind of my girlfriend. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I just in case for the listeners out there who don't know that I'm dating her, uh-huh. uh, we're dating. Um, but and, what? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were leading up to a butt there. No, no, <laughs> never a butt. Okay. But she doesn't get Mickey. But she doesn't get Mickey the way I get her. No, <laughs> like uh, so. Yeah, for her birthday, which was in September, I bought her. Uh, tickets to Disneyland and a stay at the Disneyland Hotel for two nights. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, it's insane that you didn't hit me up for that. 
What do you mean? Because I get insane discounts. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I told you. I'm no, sorry. I, I, I wanted to wait a while after you did it to tell you because. <laughs> yeah, because it would make me it, insane. It would upset you. I'm upset. Wait, what kind of discounts do you get? A discounts on what? On the hotel. Really? Yeah. God damn it. I have ha- half off tickets for friends and family. God, why? What do you? Because Eric works for the Walt Disney Company. I didn't know that. Yes, you did, dude. I this forgot. Is why you got you got to listen to women. Otherwise, you're going to spend too much on <laughs> believe the Disneyland women. Hotel. Otherwise, you will believe, not get it. 15%. Believe women. Yeah, believe women and their capacity to get discounts. <laughs> yeah, you'll end up. God. Damn Sorry, it. dude. Oh, that would have been so nice. Okay. You got to tell me when you're planning stuff. The only thing I did do is I did get one day of Disneyland uh, covered for free through the Star Wars show. That's uh, good. They, I got free tickets. That's good. Um, but uh, the second day I didn't get tickets, so I paid for California Adventure. Anyways, um, but yeah, it was really fun. We went on all the rides, dude. It was yeah. so fucking sick. And... Um, the uh, it was weird on the way there because here's the thing i like disney shit i mean i'm gonna just be honest i'm a shill i i love i love the disney movies um all of the cartoons all the musicals from Mm -hmm. like our childhood they're my shit and francesca even though she wouldn't admit this out loud loves them too (laughs) and uh we were driving to disneyland from la uh, and she insisted on using Apple Maps for some reason, uh, which I was just like, "That's the worst map." Yeah, why? It's a bad like map. of all of all the maps. No one uses uh, Apple Maps. That's what I use, and it, it gets me stuck all the time. Yeah, it's a terrible map. It's terrible. Yeah. Google Maps been fucking up recently, but it's still, I think, a far superior map app. Gotcha. It's a good map app. So, anyways, map app. Uh, map app. Uh, we uh, start driving, and we're like. I'm like, on the way to Disneyland, we're playing nothing but the Disney hits. So we, you know, found like some like the greatest hits of Disney and, uh, you know. Someday my prince will come. Yeah, we listen to that. We we listen to. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And we. Uh, yeah, we listen to that one. Yeah, we yeah, listen yeah. to uh, Can You Feel oh, yeah. And then we listen to uh, Be- Beauty and the Beast song. That was really good. B R Guess. Well, no, that's a good one, but it was the oh. uh, Tale as Old as Time. <laughs> that one? Oh, dude. Angela Lansbury singing Mrs. that shit. Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts, fucking, oh my God. That shit makes <laughs> me cry. I like feel our answer to Brett is just like, let's annoy you more. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. the thing. Like, Brett will never know the joy of just singing Disney songs uh, next to your lover while you're both just crying your eyes out yeah, because eat, you remember eat from childhood. The trough. Eat from the trough, Piggy. It's there for you. <laughs> um, I can never now make it through an episode of the broadcast without calling someone a Piggy. I know. And, everybody uh, keeps telling you to stop saying Piggies. And I just, and then I, it's just me <laughs> inciting you to say Piggies more because I love do. it. Yeah, that's why I did. That's why I said you that. You knew yeah. I was going to say it. Uh, I will never stop saying Piggy. Uh, and you will continue eating because you are a Piggy. Um, uh, <laughs> so anyways, we're, we're going there and Apple maps is like taking us through like, this is why I hate Apple maps. They're taking you through like weird shortcuts. You just to take the five, three minutes, you take yeah, the five, just take dude. the five. But, but for some reason, like it, I just, um, I work the same way. Like Ron Burgundy works with a, a prompter. Like if it says get off here, I'm like, Hey, the map knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, like 15 minutes into it. Uh, we leave the freeway 
And all of a sudden we are in just a Hooverville, like a mm. tent city. It was like, it wasn't, we weren't in Skid Row, but it was like Skid Row-esque. Yeah. And Maps wanted to show you. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> we are listening to Hakuna Matata really, really loud. And we didn't realize until we were in the middle of the tent city that we were like, what a wonderful phrase, Hakuna And then we just looked around and it was just like a bunch of zombies looking at us. And I was like, oh shit, turn it Maybe down. Maybe they needed to hear that. Well, that's what I was saying. Hey guys, I was have like, you ever hey, tried Hakuna Matata? Hey, have you ever considered no worries? For the rest of your days? Because that was Simba's whole thing is he was homeless. And they were like, Kuna Matata, man. Yeah, just yeah. whatever. Like, maybe it's but your bad just attitude. Just try eating some bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably your bad attitude, Simba. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Get a job, Simba. Um, and But it was like this weird moment where it was like taking us through. I, literally, it took us through an alleyway. I just alleyway. got this weird... I don't know why this popped into my head. Probably my brain's broken. But yeah. I just got this image of uh, Joe Biden calling every like young person Simba. Like as he when, <laughs> <laughs> get a job, Simba. Like, well, look here, Simba. Uh, we just, I don't know why. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm sorry that I put that into your heads. No, that's there when forever. Corn pop. When I was working down in the pool with porn co- corn, I said, like, hey, I said, like, hey, li- li- listen here, Simba. Uh, uh, if, if we're gonna have a wonderful phrase, it's gonna be Hakuna Matata. All right, so let's all relax and uh, you know, oh, the the ladies down there, they all they felt like Nala, but they you know they they looked like Scar, you know. And, and you're, just, you're like, what are you talking about, dude? I um I took my aunt to to Disneyland this week. Oh yeah, she you she, really do go a lot. Well, I actually took her because she's in she's Hasidic. Yeah, and yeah. she's in town for the first time in a long time because our uh, my cousin had just has just had a uh, child. Oh, here. she decided not to be Hasidic, and she's like, "I'm gonna do pot and have a baby." Damn, she went like, full. F- everyone's she, yeah. like, "All right, what all is right." That in um, uh, what is that called with the fucking with the Amish when they do that? When they do, oh, Rumspringa? When they leave? Rumspringa. This is kind of like her Rumspringa a little bit. Yeah. She's just like, I'm not Hasidic anymore. In fact, I'm going to smoke weed and have a baby with a guy in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it up. And, yeah, uh, I agree. So my aunt's out here, and now my cousin is staying at my dad's house, which is crazy with all my brothers there. Yeah. Um, and then she's got this two-week-old baby. And then my whole family's like, why don't you have a baby yet? She's 18, and you're 32, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> But anyway, my aunt wanted to go to Disneyland to reconnect with her roots. And then she... Her she, Disney roots? Yeah. Is she, what? As a little child, she went to Disneyland. Oh, did she grow child. up? She didn't grow up Hasidic. Oh, that okay. Was, that was choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, she yeah, She was yeah. like, you know what? Shit's too fucked up. I got to rein it in like a lot. So yeah. she did the opposite of her daughter. Yeah. She was like, I'm too crazy. I got to be Hasidic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there was people sitting on the curb and uh, like waiting for the parade or whatever. And she like tried to... She she thought they were she like was like, oh, hold on. Let me see if I have any change. (laughs) (laughs) She thought they were all homeless people. (laughs) It's the homeless people of Disneyland. Yeah, there's a lot of buskers here. Everyone here is just oh, there's a lot of broke people. This land is uh, a lot of income inequality in this land. (laughs) Who's the mayor? Someone should really. (laughs) They have a big rat problem. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. But uh, no, it is a wonderful place, though, dude. So I went to yeah. Disneyland. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. 
Um, you know, we drove through uh, Skid Row, blasting Hakuna Matata. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was wonderful. And we did all the rides, and then we went to, um, what is it, Galaxy's Edge, and. Galaxy's Edge is so rad. Dude, there's a new ride that's opening up next I know. Month. I, Bre- Brett, this is for you. Yeah. We, we got to go because it's. I, I was watching like people's reactions to it in Orlando. Yeah, because it's already open. It's like called like uh, Rise of the Resistance or yeah, something. Yeah, and people are like, that was the most amazing experience I've oh, ever had. I want to go so bad. You can go. No, but, you know, not, I'm not going to go to Orlando. I have to wait till it's, it's ready. Uh, it's open next month, dude. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Relax. <laughs> I can't wait anymore. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> just, I start coming. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, mama. Uh, but, yeah, no. It, so the Smuggler's Run, which is like the Ride the Millennium Falcon one, uh, is, is okay. It's not that good of a ride. That was uh, my aunt's favorite. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was like, it's kind of like a fake video game. Like it's like a VR experience where you're kind of like, you're, you're, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's back to the future. The ride again. Did you guys ever ride back to the future at Universal Studios? No, it was, you were in a, like a fake, you know, a DeLorean and you were basically just in a giant IMAX theater and it would, it would be like, uh, you're moving left, you're moving right. It would just make you dizzy because it was like, you know. It Badly stays done. completely stationary, but because the screen is moving, you feel like you're moving. Yeah. Um, it's basically that, but with the Millennium Falcon. And it moves, though. It does move, and you're pretending to ride it, um, which is cool. We did that one twice because the first time, here's the thing they didn't tell us. There are three positions on the Millennium Falcon that you can take, engineer, gunner, or pilot. And there's two of each of those. And the first time we got engineer and we waited for an hour and I almost cried. I was just like, I don't want to do math. I just want to fly the plane. I want to fly the plane where I barely shoot the pew pew. Like you're going to tell me that I have to do engineering and all engineers do. is you sit in the back and every time the lights light up, you press them. And I was just like, that is so boring. And I can't believe you're doing this. You know, to it me. would be it's really like, cool if they had something mechanical for the engineer, like some chords actually pop down and you really do something physical. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, like it, that this, engineer has to have a special thing. This sounds more like being like a space McDonald's cashier where someone orders a burger and you press the hamburger button. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was very similar to that. It, it was just like uh, we were basically just the 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 PA. We're like we were getting uh, the pilot coffee yeah. by pressing a button. A droid comes in and serves it. Um, yeah, put some, it put was, some sandbags on this uh, on this light so it doesn't <laughs> fall on Chewy. So then later in the day we went again and we were like, "Listen, be pilots. we're pilots or we're nothing." <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they gave us pilots, so it was pretty. <laughs> you sick. know, either you're either the lead dog, or unless you're the lead dog, the view never changes. Uh, big, big dog, big dog shirt. Big. Dog. Yeah, I think I think I know what you mean. It yeah. has something to do with the Iditarod. It's a yeah. good. It's a good thing to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. It was so. Anyways, Disneyland was really fun, and uh, you was know, this a was this like a a, it was a birthday uh, gift? Were you? Oh, but were you? Well, you weren't celebrating that you're, it wasn't like a getting fired honeymoon. No, that just uh, coincided with that. But hey, Vince, yeah, good segue. I know you like see that. 
because it is time for He's our for our third and final volume. Is it a volume? I don't know. Installment. Episode? Installment. That's yeah. the word of uh, me trying desperately to get fired from my job. And uh, the exciting conclusion is I got fired from my job. Yeah. Thank you got you. like a healthy severance. You pulled like an American beauty going out of there and I'm kind of impressed by it. I did. I, although I did for a moment consider pulling a fight club, but yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't think I, but then you're like, the, there's no the way balls. Gabe, no, anyone would believe that Gabe could kick my ass. Yeah. There's no way Gabe could kick my ass. That fat <laughs> fuck. Um, so let me tell you what happened. Okay. So it finally happened. I got for fired some from reason, my job, man. I have to say that like, Half, yeah. the time, half of our friendship is me wondering if you actually like me or if you're just nice to everyone. So like you, when you get, <laughs> when you get, uh, when you get super angry at people, it like makes me happy inside. Cause it's like, oh. it's so rare. Like usually there'll be some, I'll be like, man, doesn't this person fucking suck? And you'll be like, Oh no, they're, they're kind of all right. And I'm like, God damn it, Matt. Listen, i do you a- think sucks. Oh, a lot, a lot of, people. of people. He yeah. hates most people. Yeah. Whereas oh, like, I am kind of like but a from big... afar because I'm extremely non-confrontational. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you're the one. You know what? You're the one that's nice to everybody. Yeah, you're no. the bitch. Yeah, you're the you're, you're the, the liar. Bitch, what do you hate bitch? me, Vince? No, but I think I is think is that why you're always so nice to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I I always think I'm being sly, but if past like job experience has been any uh, indication, people know when they, when I don't like them because like yeah, every time I have like a plan to quit my job, I get fired before I can put it into effect because <laughs> they're like, you seem like you hate it here, and I'm like, oh, do I? I thought I was. Ah, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm a big friendly dog, you know. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like uh, Clifford, you know. But like, kind of nervous sometimes. I'm, like, a, I'm like a nervous a, dog, yeah. but yeah, you're I'm more also, like a, you're, you're more like, like a, a friendly Jack Russell Terrier that kind of I'm shakes. A, I'm I was thinking a Jack... really tall um, Chihuahua. No, I was thinking a really tall like Labradoodle. No, yeah. no, 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 no. If Matt was a dog, he'd be an Irish Wolfhound. Because they're really uh-huh. tall yeah. and skinny, and they kind of have like the wiry, like curly hair. That's I, true. I guess. Well, I, when he's old and he has the beard, because they kind of have a mustache. That's, sort yeah, of beard that's, thing. Yeah. Well, right. He does have a mustache. Let's let's stop trying a, to figure out what kind of dog I look like. I'm a cocker spaniel. You're definitely a cocker spaniel. For wow, sure. that is so true. You have the hair of a cocker spaniel. And Vince is like a. You're like one of those those dogs. It could be any dog. You know what I, I think I am. Dog. I. I think you're. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what is that? That uh, that London. Um, that is it. A you know the one that has like an eye patch and kind of like what? What dog is an eye patch? You know the ones and a peg leg. Is it? It's not a Jack Russell Terrier, is it? It's the one that has that big long snout and the short hair and has an eye patch. And I think it was in Little Rascals. Oh, like you, a bull terrier, like yeah, Spuds McKenzie. Spuds, you're Spuds McKenzie, oh, but whatever you are. I was going to say like an Australian cattle dog. You yeah. could be. Here's what I think you are. You're not the rest of the dog. You're just one of those dogs with a really tight nutsack. Like you're <laughs> okay. the nutsack. Okay. You know what I mean? You have you hold yourself like your nuts are exposed. That's kind of how. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> like you have a your 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 demeanor is that of like I gotta walk carefully. Oh, or okay. else I'm going to snag my ball sack on some <laughs> loose wires. That is a great fear of mine. I mean, it's it's a fear of mine. I have a fear of testicular torsion. That's where the yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, the ball cords, yeah. they, they wind. Because yeah. I have really long... Bo- Anyways. It's so, like when you're, when you're parachuting and then like your 
your, yes. your wa- lines get tangled. And then you have to cut away, but you don't want to do that because then it's You can't cut away because that's your balls, your ball wire. You know what? That can kind of happen with vaginas too. I just want to say like there's so many flaps that sometimes if they're folded together wrong, Uh it'll like hurt. Oh, really? It'll get tangled. Yeah. Labial torsion? Yeah. Is that a thing? (laughs) No, I don't know. But sometimes I'm just like, I need to go like adjust or like the way I'm sitting because something it'll, it's like folding a map or something. It's like when your dad would get mad at you for folding the roadmap wrong, but like, he's like, oh, you're not even going with the way it's supposed to be folded. Or like military guys get mad because you're not folding the flag, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let my pussy hit the ground. (laughs) You die and someone just hands your folded up. (laughs) You die and and someone just hands your folded up pussy to your parents. The sun never sets on my pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so it happened. I I finally did get fired. And you, I think, uh, Vince, uh, alluded to it online uh, for one of our episodes. Yeah, Um, yeah. And, like, so only a few people actually found out. I was going to post about it. Um, but I figured, like, I'll wait till we broadcast about it. Did they not make uh, you sign like a non-disparagement clause? Or no, agreement? they didn't. That was the thing. Oh, good. They fuck did, them then. Yeah, they they did not. Uh, so fuck them all to hell. Uh, so let me tell you exactly what had happened. So what had happened was, um, first of all, uh, my assumption was that I was going to that it was it was impending. I was definitely going to lose this job. Yeah, but. That has been my assumption for months, maybe like ever since I I got them to give me a raise, I was like, they're going to fire me because their whole thing of giving me a raise was during what was very clearly a demotion. And they are just cowardly enough that if instead of being like, I think they wanted me to quit when I was like, so you're demoting me. And they're like, no, 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 no. But they're too cowardly to say, yes, we're demoting you. So instead I was just like, well, I want to raise then. And they were like, okay. And they gave me a $10,000 raise. And I was like, okay, this just, this, this for sure is going to like start the wheels in motion to my eventual being fired because like they definitely didn't want to give me a raise. They wanted to demote me and they wanted me to quit. So I knew it was coming. And so I've been talking about it on this podcast, by the way, the entire writer's room, uh, has been listening to, <laughs> to the podcast now because, of course. uh, because they were like, Oh, we, we got to hear what, what Matt has been saying because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, cause I'm just, I'm spitting truth about this shitty yeah, job that I have. Spe- you're spreading your truth. Exactly, dude. So between recording the last episode uh, where I talked about it and it being posted, I got fired. And let me tell you what what happened. I uh, I got uh, a you know a call from the CFO. Who, if you ever get a call from the CFO, there it pretty much means you're about to be fired. And uh, and I realized that that is what happened because right before I went to uh, Sacramento, I a discovered few weeks ago, this rounding error, and its name is Matt Lieb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were looking through some <laughs> files, and we realized we hated yours the most. Um, so uh, no, uh, I realized I think they tried to fire me right before Thanksgiving, but I I just left work to go to uh, open for Michael Rapaport. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and without telling anyone uh except for like you know the people that i work directly with i was like oh i'm working for michael rapaport this weekend in, in sac so i'm leaving and on my way there i got a call from the executive assistant they're like hey paul's looking for you he's the cfo um where, where are you <clears throat> and i was like oh sorry i'm on my way to uh uh, you know, to Sacramento, but, uh, tell Paul, he can call me for whatever. And so then I didn't hear anything for a few weeks. And I was like, that was them definitely trying to fire me. <laughs> he finally, he finally does come. Uh, he has me go down to his office and he is just, I feel bad for him because I think his hands are tied when it comes to, uh, the, the bosses at, uh, at, of the digital department. Uh-huh. Like he, so he tells me, uh, this is bad news. So I think <clears throat> today is going to be your last day. And I was like, well, on earth. Yeah, on earth. And then he pulled a gun out and he <laughs> shot me in the chest. <clears throat> no. So then I spent maybe, you know, like 45 minutes with him just telling him why this business is, you know, uh, terrible and going to fall apart and blah, blah, blah. And he spent the whole time just covering his face going, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was like, if you know, why you, you got to get rid of Lisa and Gabe. They're fucking terrible and they're ruining this business. Wait, which one's Lisa? Lisa's the boss. She's the Did main. Did I meet her? You probably didn't I meet didn't Lisa. I didn't meet Lisa. Yeah, you definitely met Gabe. Yeah, I met Gabe, but the girl I was there was one girl. I was Mara. With, yeah, she's I, great. Okay, I was working with her the most. Yeah, I did a thing. I did a thing for them one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You came in to do uh, a show, one of the many shows that we, in the middle of making it, decided to can it, and then also uh, in the middle of making it, decided to pivot and tell the comedians now it's family friendly. Yeah. At first they were like, "You're doing a cool show with where you tell your jokes called Lady Bits." Yeah. And I was like, oh, sounds great. And they, they were like, great. And then as like the day before, they were like, oh, everything's got to be about family and it's all PG. And you were like. Or G. <laughs> and for you, that is. That's not a thing. That's not a thing because your you know, family story. <laughs> my family. I do have jokes about family. Oh, you do. But they are not G. No, you know? they're not PG. No, no, they're they're wild. They're and not about it, hearth and home. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, so the family I'm, gathered around the hearth eating <laughs> jelly sandwiches and drinking apple cider that does sound like a nice family yeah right oh uh, you want to hear the funny story oh uh, one time i had jimmy my son who's now seven little rascal and uh, i gave him some apple cider and uh and he was like mom what is this beer and i was like ah, ha, 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 ha. yeah it's beer jimmy oh we're wild yeah yeah that's the thing is you you did have to make a bunch of stuff up. I just yeah, I which, did. Which is very funny and also you crushed it. You're <laughs> you you know. That's the thing. If you, as a comedian if someone tells you like, "Hey, can you do, you know, uh clean material and stories about your family?" You're just like, "Yeah, I can make anything up." You yeah. don't know. You don't have fact right. checkers. Um, yeah, and everybody just <clears throat> assumes that you can only do one thing. I think that's particularly common with comedians where you're like, "If you give me guidelines, I can happily work within them but usually yeah. they, they're just like we love what you do and you do it and they're just like oh no he's not the right fit for yeah that. like that's yeah no he can't 
No. Yeah, it's it's just part of the job. Um, so I tell uh, I tell Paul everything I think about this place, uh, and then <laughs> I also um, ask for more money in the severance. Um, and, and I mostly, here's the thing. I wanted to leave this job. Obviously I've been begging for it, uh, you know, publicly for a while. I've been stopped. I stopped coming to meetings at work and all that. Um, but there was part of me that was like, it's right before Christmas now. So if they do decide to fire me before Christmas, I'm going to, I'm going to make a scene. And, uh, and so they did that. <clears throat> so like really on Christmas. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I did. Hilarious. I was like, really, really, Paul, like you're going to fire me right, right before. And they're Christmas. like, aren't you Jewish? And you're like, oh, I'm throw like, that in my face again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. Way to be anti-Semitic about me celebrating Christmas. Um, and <laughs> now I can't celebrate Christmas because I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who makes these rules? The Gestapo? Um, so, <laughs> so I, um, so I give him shit for that. Um, and then I asked for more money. Uh, that was the way I was like, listen, I'm going to need more money. So I got, uh, a nice, uh, severance, uh, package. Look, if got, I'm going to be fired, like you say, yeah, I'm going to need you to give me more money. And they're like, okay. Yeah. That's the thing about them. They're cowards. Like <laughs> they, I, ever since I started this job, I was like, I, it was one of those things where I realized like they're cowardly in a way that's almost universal. So it's got its good things. Like it's, they're cowardly enough that if I threw my weight around, they would listen to me. They would be like, I would tell them what to do, at least for the first few months I was there. Um, but they're also cowardly in that they were too afraid to, uh, once content was shot, to put it online because they, they were afraid it would go bad or they were... Uh if. If anyone said anything negative about the stuff that was coming out, they would pull it from uh, being online. And it was just like, so their their cowardliness knew no bounds and it had its pluses and minuses. Um, but what was strange is when I asked, I said, why am I being fired? And he was just like, oh, I wish I could, uh, you know, give you an answer that you would, you know, would satisfy you. But there's... We don't actually have a, like a reason. You can get unemployment I know. for that. Oh, no, I know completely. But also I was like... I love unemployment. No, unemployment is great. Don't get me wrong. But also I, I was just kind of like, okay, so why before Christmas? Like if it doesn't, if it's like, if there's no reason for it, why? And he's like, I don't, I don't. I don't know. And I was like, clearly your hands were tied. You were told by, you know, Lisa to fire me. So I go back up to the office and um, this is basically how I decided to leave work. First, I talked to all the people who I work, uh, who I worked with for, for the past nine months who I really, really like and was just like telling them, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm leaving. This is my last day. They shit canned me. Just want to say you're great. And also you could do better than this. Like I know, <laughs> I know that this place makes you feel like it's the only job in entertainment you'll ever get, but it's not true. You have experience. You can move on. Don't let this place suck your soul. And, uh, you know, some hugs with people and it was great. <clears throat> then I went into Lisa's office with my termination papers and I was like, Lisa, can I talk to you for a second? She's like, sure. And then I, <laughs> and then I said, uh, so why am I being fired? And then she looks at me and she goes, you're not. And I was like, 
what? And she's like, you're, you're not being fired. It was very reminiscent of like, why am I being demoted? And she's like, you're not being demoted. And I was like, okay, what are these fucking termination papers? And she's like, well, I mean, you're being let go. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. what? And she's like, well, no fired is like with cause, but you know, with this, you, there's no reason. There's no reason. And I was like, she didn't say anything like we don't have the budget. No, right now or no, anything. no. And that's what I was saying. I was like, even now, even on the very last day, the very last time you'll talk to me, you do not have the guts to just tell me why you want me gone. Is that maybe a legal thing? I guess. Mm, I mean, I know it's a coward thing because the reason she wants me gone is because I was the one person at this job who uh, was in the like, you know, part of the management team who would tell them every time, like, this is the wrong way to do this job. Mm. You guys are doing it wrong. Or like, you know, I would kind of yell at people sometimes when they were doing, you know, bad things. You know, I was like, they kept trying to make all the writers in the writer's room into like PAs when they were, uh, when we were in production one of them like one of the talent uh yelled at uh one of the writers for not getting the right kind of food it was like and and, and I also ju- what kind of talent <clears throat> is yelling at that's people the thing. on that kind of show that's what i was saying i was like this is like this isn't the fucking what do you what show do you think you're on this right isn't now isn't colbert this isn't fucking like even this if is- it's colbert it's just like it's really not it was very colbert. annoying and so it's like like you're on some internet facebook show and you're like and- excuse me. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And Jesus Christ, and fucking losers in yeah, this town. Dude. Seriously, any, I love any... I love that youthful delusion though. Where I, I remember <clears throat> thinking this in like a, a few jobs back, where you know I was convinced that they had hired me partly for like my expertise in the field in which we were <laughs> in which we were working, and so I'd be like, oh yeah, like. I think this should go like this way or like, I think this is wrong. And then you quickly realize like, Oh, no one wants to hear that ever. Like that. No, well, that's <laughs> the thing with me for the first, uh, I would say for the first six months, they actually like listened to me and like valued what I was saying because of the experience that I had in making like digital shit. Also because like, I just convinced them that I was worth something. <laughs> like yeah. I did a really good job of tricking them into thinking I knew what the fuck I was talking about. And I do to some extent, but you know, anyways, you know, I did things like yell at people, like you're never using my, f- my fucking writers again to be your PA, hire a goddamn PA. And like, you know, got in trouble a couple of times for like doing stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so I asked her like why, and she wouldn't say, and then she eventually was just like, well, I mean, it's clear that, you know, you're not very happy here. And I was like, yeah, obviously I'm miserable here. But if you fired everyone in the office who was miserable at this job, you would have no employees left. Everyone here, and this is the thing about everything I'm saying, I have never in my life been this forward, uh, like with coworkers before or bosses. Uh It was amazing it like (laughs) like this is it's like one of those things that like is i just get to sometimes i'll just be like sitting in bed and i'll just be thinking like god that was so tight like (laughs) because it was it felt really freeing so i i want some of that for myself listen i'm at the shittiest job i am so cowardly and like sub (laughs) And like submissive, it's like insane. It's like somebody beat me at a job or something. Yeah. It's like, 
um like the way you were like oh i'm going up in sacramento to work and you're just like i'm i'm going like well I, that was the thing when i got hired i would be like please if i could just yeah. i actually this week when i took my aunt to disneyland i called in sick yeah and that was like for a 50 dollar job yeah and i i went to the back of i was like what's the quietest place in disneyland to call in sick <laughs> And I went to the back of the Abraham Lincoln room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's still some kind of subtle music, but yeah. I was like, I got to do this really quick because I don't want to be like, yeah. and I was like in the back corner and the employee was overhearing me. He was probably like, all right. I was like, I'm not feeling well. Yeah, nice. And then um, I was like really nervous because, you know, sometimes they like make announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be on the phone like, I, I'm not, I've come down with something. And then it's like, welcome to Disneyland Station. Your next trip around the Disneyland. Welcome to the Abraham Lincoln Room of Disneyland in five minutes. Oh, that's I'm just watching a YouTube video about Disneyland. <laughs> like, to, quiet, to, Grandpa. To that's my grandpa. He's crazy. He, th- he always thinks we're at Disneyland. Oh. Uh. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just allowed myself to like say all the the things I wanted to say, uh, and um, yeah, I told her basically that you know I went kind of easy on her because I felt like bad because I, I I there's part of me that's like she is such a terrible boss and she's always going through um, some sort of mental anguish when it comes to this this place that I'm just like your life is hell, so I'm not going to like. I'm not going to tear you a new one, but I am just going to say like this place, everyone is miserable here. Everyone is confused. And um, the mm. fact that you don't have the management skills um, necessary, uh, that the ones that management skills required to suss out when someone is feeling miserable and like try to address it and make changes to make your employees more comfortable means you shouldn't be in this position, which is not that mean. Um yeah, and I feel like we have the perfect system for creating a completely like docile, uh, you know, neutered workforce because yeah. it's like everybody's so terrified. Like, oh, like I won't have health care if I quit, or you know, there's like all these. Uh, there's a million reasons not yeah. to quit like shitty jobs. You know? No, right, exactly. That was the one thing I was like the the most concerned about. I was like, oh, it sucks that I'm losing my health care, but also I'm that's why I'm gonna get as much money as I can through severance. So then after visiting with her, I went to Gabe. That fucking disgusting See, okay fat mouth. I kinda liked him when I met him. Fuck you. I'm so sorry, but I, I'm kind of curious. Oh, he is like one of the worst human beings. Is he really? Oh, he's terrible. Like I, I understand that like He the, laughed the, at my jokes, so that's all it That's takes. all he does is he laughs at people's okay. jokes and then he like and then he uses people like slave labor. He keeps them there oh. for hours and hours to make quote bonus content. He's always trying to cut people's pay. It's like a thing they do all the time. <clears throat> they break mm-hmm. contracts with people. They're they're like, oh, yeah, here's the contract for 10 more episodes. And then they're like, oh, this isn't doing well. And it was like, well, didn't you sign a contract? They'll be like, we'll deal with that. And it's like, you're breaking the fucking contract. He would steal ideas from people, make them his own. He would sabotage people's uh, like projects all the time. through, And he would do it through editing. That was one of the, the worst things he would do Aww. was like a project would be completely someone's vision all the way through. This is like one of the shows that I did where then he uh, in post, he would go up to the um, editor and be like, oh, I'll work with the editor on this. And give the opposite notes of what's a cut. So everything that he made a cut of other people's show would be awful. And then 
it would be one of those things where they would cancel the thing because it was such a bad cut. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I had to explain a few times, like, that cut is bad. Can I show you a good cut? But by then it would be too late. He is, like, one of the – he has no original thoughts of his own. He has no place being in a position where he uh, is creative or judges people's creativity. And he is someone who wears – sweatpants and he's shaped like a jack-o'-lantern and i can smell his fupa and like you never want to work with a smelly fupa that is like especially the, not in he, an open office you need like oh, the cubicle walls to block some of that fupa smell that fupa stench was everywhere and i was like i just ugh, everything about him grossed me out dude he fupa stench the, is the worst tuba stank album i gotta say yeah <laughs> So, Hoopa Stench. Uh, by Hoopa Stank. Um, so, that'd be a good uh, Hoopa Stank like cover band. Like, Hoopa Stank. <laughs> that'd be fucking cool. That would be rad. Everybody so performs I, with like pillows in front of your pants. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I got it. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah, yeah, the yeah, last yeah, yeah. things I did was I, I went to his office and I told him that. Uh, he was terrible and that he uh, the fact that he has remained in his position is uh, ridiculous to me he has no place being the head of creative at any company um, and that I can bro you should be the head of uncreative that's what I said and he was like damn that's good and he stole it no so what I did say to him was uh, I said uh, you know uh, the fact that you have not been fired from this job is ridiculous to me. I can only assume that you have some sort of Putin-style pee tape in which uh, Vin and Lisa are like pissing on a bed next to some prostitutes and they're using the video as collateral. And then he said, I don't, which <laughs> is... Which means he a, does. Which is a weird response that just makes me think like, well, that's someone with a Putin-style pee tape. That's some, yeah. what they would say. And uh, also, it just kind of confirmed my notion that like it's possible he has something on these guys that he uh, continues doing this job even though he's so not fit for it. Um, and then I told him that you know it's uh, you know really uh, a dangerous thing to burn bri- bridges in, in in Hollywood and whatnot. You know I know this is a long career and like I usually wouldn't be this forthcoming and I wouldn't be if I wasn't confident that I will never work with you again, not just here, but literally anywhere else. Thank you for listening. And then I walked out. And then the final thing I said on the way out, and this was just, this was just uh, a little bit more. I don't know why. I didn't need to do this, but I was like, <clears throat> I said to like the people working like the editing bay, which is like in the middle of the office. I was like, well, guys, I've been shit canned. I'm gone. I'm fired. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that I think all of you are great and you guys can do so much better than this place. But this really is a wonderful digital company. And you can tell because when you Google it, the second Google result is sexual harassment and racial discrimination. (laughs) Goodbye. And then I walked out. And my only regret is that I didn't grab the full jar of gummy worms that they have next to the exit <laughs> yeah. because I thought about you, Vince, when you walked uh, yeah. out with <laughs> with a giant jug of water from the sparklets machine. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and it was like one of those things where, you know, when you like uh, plan like, oh, you know what would be great if I said this and that? Like, even if you say the things that you wanted to say, 
you still feel like I could have clarified more that a good digital company would be so good at digital that they would know that Google results are very important. And therefore, the fact that their second result is racial discrimination, sexual harassment means that they are not good at their jobs. But I didn't have the time to say all that. So I think they got the message. Yeah, and no, so I, I think you did great. That's like an uplifting well, they Christmas heard it tale. Here now, so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that ever since then, uh, I have been fired. And, uh, you know, now I have uh, severance and now I have all this free time. I went to Disneyland um, and then um, Miracle of Miracles, Francesca got a, a green light to air the pilot for her uh, MSNBC show. Tight. So on, on December 29th on MSNBC at 6 p.m. Pacific time or 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check out uh, Red, White, and Who with Francesca Fiorentini. It's yeah. just a pilot, but hopefully there will be more episodes coming. The and, day after my birthday. And it's the day after uh, Jessica's birthday, so oh, that's kind of Okay, so now that you're done uh, telling your triumphant quitting story... All right, listen, you're, you're, you, I, I, I had to update no, people. I'm not, you're saying I'm not, it in a way that make me feel awkward. No, I, di- I okay. liked it. I, but I did want to talk it about... It was long. I, I did want to talk about the latest Trump thing because... Sure. I feel like like, I, like he's so weird and insane that I, I, I didn't think anything that he said could uh, like surprise me anymore. Yeah. But, but like I think we've entered like a new realm of of senile weirdness that was even just a surprise to me and almost almost yeah. like so like the this cnn reporter uh daniel dale who i guess follows trump to uh trump rallies this was like a couple days what a ago fun job yeah <laughs> like so I, there is part of me that's like jealous of the fact that like there is a guy out there who's like my entire job is going to trump rallies and live tweeting and yeah. like that that's that's got to be fun you know because yeah. you're around all those dudes those are cool dudes yeah that's so a job he's, for a dude though yeah that's true that's true but like think of all the lifelong friends he made along the way <laughs> <laughs> oh just mega people yeah oh, no so the new trump thing is just uh complaining about various household appliances yeah what is this it's it's, which he's been doing this a lot about water he's talking a lot about wasting water yeah i haven't haven't heard any of this so i have to be updated it's very it's like it's relatable in that old people always complain about random technological things but his complaints are so fucking strange there was something about the toilet needing to be yeah there was a toilet thing where he was talking about at first i thought he was talking shit about how there are like these new low water pressure toilets where it's like if you pee press this button and if you poo press this button and i thought it would be pretty on brand for him to be like "Uh, listen you barely get any of the pee out when you press the second one the second one is just not enough pressure but like it sounds like he's actually not complaining about it's, that. It's going much further than that. And I don't, I guess this is hyperbole, but anyway, um, Trump says that you used to press a dishwasher once and it was, quote, an explosion. And five minutes later, steam would come out. Now you press it 12 <laughs> times, women tell me. Women? <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Women then, tell me. And then. Are you pulling the, my leg right now? No, this is so. These this are like direct quotes. He really from said, Women tell me. Women tell me, yeah. 
God uh, damn it! So far this month, the president has complained has claimed that modern efficient toilets require people to flush ten or fifteen times, and modern efficient dishwashers require people to press buttons twelve times. So, uh, so, so he is talking. So he's all right. So he is actually talking shit about how the libs have ruined our toilets. Yes. And, oh, among and, among other things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trump on his effort to rescind energy re- energy regulations for light bulbs. Why do I always look so orange? You know why? Because of the new light. They're terrible. Uh, so, so far this why month. Do no, why does no one else look that way, though? Why do we all look so orange? <laughs> and then he starts doing crowd work, which is like the best crowd work I think I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. Sinks, showers. And what goes with a sink and a shower? The crowd. Toilets. The president, 10 times, right? 10 times. He adds, not me, of course, not me, but you. (laughs) What the fuck? He doesn't flush his own toilet. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Trump is now complaining of media coverage of his previous comments about people flushing toilets 15 times. This is the weirdest Trump rally in a long, long time. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it is weirdly... Uh, it's just weirdly on brand him complaining yeah. about that because that's exactly what he would be pissed about. It's a, like there's something about it where he's like he's able to find the niche issues uh, that of of just kind of like stuff that you can be like, OK, I can I can see an angle where we can blame the libs for this. And like he's able to latch onto it in a way that I feel like speaks to a lot of of just wet-brained individuals. Oh, and yeah. So it's, Do you no, remember it, during during his initial campaign when he was like, I've traveled the world and they their airports are first class and, you know, back home in the States, I mean, you go to LaGuardia and it just looks, he was like, LaGuardia's a dump. Yeah. And then it was like, when I'm president, LaGuardia's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> that was the implication. So I wonder, yeah. like, has anyone been to La- has anyone been to LaGuardia since? I haven't actually time? flown into LaGuardia since. Does it he's look been, great? Is it I great again? I, I would like to know. Please email us frogcast at gmail Did he make LaGuardia great again? Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think he he uh, he he speaks to people who just have a series of disconnected gripes and yeah, like his yeah, yeah yeah his speeches now apparently this one was like two hours long. So he was just like doing fucking crowd work about like dishwashers and toilets and light bulbs for two hours, which is kind of impressive. Um, yeah, in a in a way. But so it was kind of like when we were talking about uh, no Richard Jewell the other week. <laughs> yeah, and how it like turns that one reporter like into like a, a demon. And yeah, and like I wrote about that about the uh, like the movie. And the yeah. specific reporter, and I talked to like the authors of the book about Richard Jewell, and like I tried to get nail down exactly like who this reporter was and why the movie was so fucked up for just like taking a random shot at this person. Yeah, and then like you know maybe like one tenth of the comments I got on it was just like, yeah, but journalism's bad, bro. And that's yeah, kinda, right. <laughs> and that's kind of like Trump's base, where it's like. No, they just have like a series of disconnected gripes and they want someone to speak to it, even if it's not really accurate in any way other than in the general shape of their discontent. 
Yeah. Do you feel kind of guilty as a comedian? Like, because Trump is really just like, I mean, that's really what comedians just used to do yes. is be like, yes. you know, when you turn the shower head a little bit What's to the, the left deal? and it's so hot all of a sudden and yeah. you're like, what the fuck now it's hot. Yeah. Like maybe I'm uh, a suicidal person. Ma- like, ma- <laughs> maybe our like just egotistical need to gripe about the minutia of everyday life to, and make a living out of it is what birthed the audience that one day elected Trump. Is I that mean, what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, I haven't, I honestly, this is the truth. I have not been having that much fun as a standup since <laughs> no, Trump yeah. has been president. It doesn't feel like there's a need for that. And people are like, there's such a need for laughter. Oh, and God. it's like, no, no dude, like we're, it's gotten too ridiculous. There's a like, need for like people to learn, I think hand to hand combat skills and right. like how to like, uh, how to make those like bow and arrows with the flame at the end of it. Right. Like that I think is an important skill to have in this day and age. But I feel like laughter, I mean, it's like close to the bottom of priorities. I mean, laughter, <laughs> sure. But stand up, I mean, just this. The I, laughter in general. <laughs> Quit laughing. People laugh too much. Shut but, the fuck up. That's what I say. I do, Cry more. I do bitch. feel like, you know, it's like, oh, this need to be entertained. It's like, what... I feel like, like, shouldn't, shouldn't politics be really boring? I mean, yeah, but I feel like this is, this is not like a new, th- like, I think Trump is a, you know, he, he taps into like the reality TV brain because right, I think right. that is his main skill is being a reality TV star. Okay. So reality TV is more at fault than stand up. Well, I just, I don't think, oh, sure. I don't think that this is new because almost every like right wing figure comes from trash entertainment in some way you know like yeah ronald reagan was in shitty like cowboy movies he convinced, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, convinced himself that he was a fucking cowboy and then and he was like look i'm a cowboy and people are like i want to vote for this guy he's a cowboy it's yeah, very yeah, skin yeah. deep like roger ailes worked on like the mike doug he was like a shitty tv guy too the guy who ran yeah, fox yeah. news he had like a his background was in schmaltz tv uh yeah. speaking of richard jewell uh, Nancy Grace was like uh, like involved in that case. Like that was one of her first. Really, it was one of her first TV appearances. She was the Ugh. assistant DA in Atlanta. They put her on TV because she was you know young blonde lawyer. And someone said something about like yeah, but doesn't he have the presumption of innocence? And she's like, no, there's no presumption of innocence like in a jury trial. And like the, what? Yeah, and the U.S. attorney for Atlanta like called up and was like, hey, we can't put this person on tv anymore like she's insane but people liked it so much because she spoke to like the common man and they kept putting her on tv she eventually got a gig on court tv it's like how it's all these people's fucking origin story is like some weird form of trash television yeah they're all kind of yeah they all uh, at some point were like it's they're all media creations in a way or they created themselves through the their the media or they created their like brand through the media and um and more and more i think what they realized is like we don't need a president uh or politicians that we kind of like give a megaphone to through our our media we need one of us to actually be the politician and so more and more i think you're going to start seeing like you know, uh, what's Gorilla Mindset guy is going to run for office? Oh, yeah. And fucking George Papadopoulos is running for office. And like, like all these people just realize that, like, you know, uh, 
if you have like a a big platform on right in right wing media, you can just be the person. I that mean, they vote they're all for. kind of like the Mandarin in Iron Man three, you know, where like they like he's just a mm-hmm. British actor that they like have him play like a supervillain and yeah. sort of use his image because I'm sure like you know like Tommy Laren or whatever. Yeah, that was just a strategy to have a job i assume like i don't necessarily oh yeah 100 percent. i mean maybe she's like gotten irony poisoning and and believes in some of it at this point but i think initially like if you're like a young blonde chick you just say a bunch of crazy right-wing shit and suddenly you have like a steady job there is a weird thing where like something about young blonde ladies who decide to become like right-wing heels where you're just kind of like i imagine this makes their dad happy yeah and then it makes me think, like, do they f- think they fucked their dad? <laughs> okay. Like, okay. You th- I didn't think that's like, where you're going with that. But. No, because, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, she does seem like someone to be like, daddy's little girl. And, like, that's kind of hot. <laughs> well, I'm the type of guy that fucks his mom fucks and dad. Fucks his mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was that a come town reference? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Probably wow. the best word. Yeah, no. Uh, but now we're in like the second part of the cycle, which I also find intensely annoying where we're making like a fucking movie about every blonde demagogue who I know who is like a hero because they oh blew the God. whistle on sexual harassment. So I'm like, so let me get this straight. Like Megan Kelly goes on Fox News and just says like crazy shit for like 10 years. And then yeah. she comes out. Santa and, is white. Yeah. And then she comes out and says she was sexually harassed. And now we have to have like a fucking uh, movie where she's the hero. Fuck off. Yeah, this is... Uh, Francesca um, was saying kind of a similar thing recently, and I was just... Uh, yeah, it was basically just the idea that their victimhood, which is a big deal, of course. Um, no, I'm not uh, saying they aren't victims, but it's it, like... No, we don't have to the, turn... We don't have to turn them into like a hero because, uh, you know, they fucking... Yeah. It, yeah, like it doesn't erase the actual damage <laughs> that is done by these like, you know, right wing uh, by right wing media in general. And also, I think Francesca was mad more so that she's like, why are they played by these really good actresses who are hot? Yeah, they should yeah. all be played by just like literal CG toads. And <laughs> and, and it would be uh, kind of a more accurate depiction. Now, she didn't. That's not a direct quote. I'm saying that uh, Francesca Fiorentini is uh, not connected to me in any way. <laughs> w- please watch the show on MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 She might have to pretend she's not with you. I know. To keep jobs. One of the... <laughs> <laughs> one of the... Uh, <laughs> One of the fucking broadcast uh, followers on on Twitter uh, said, "Like, hey, congratulations! Also, has anyone ever been canceled uh, by by something their boyfriend said?" Because, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." Um, no, yeah, it's like I'm not blaming them for being victims, but I am blaming them for being like the mouthpiece uh, of every shitty yeah demagogue for like ten years. That like that's, yeah, ex- that seems relevant. Exactly. It is. It's like one of those things where I just feel they are uh, like all in all uh, not worthy of respect uh, or admiration in their field. Because like if it would be one thing if they were actual like journalists in their field who 
uh, did actual journalism and whatnot. But they have literally been just like kind of demagogue and uh, entertainers with a bigot audience yeah for for decades and so i there's i have no respect there there's no there's nothing there to respect in terms of a career and so the idea that like this is like you know hey this kind of changes your feelings about them it like yeah maybe it humanizes them in in some form but like I mean, I'll see the movie first, but if the movie is 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 kind of like giving kind of a girl power thing yeah. to three women who would probably take away abortion rights for every <laughs> woman on in the United States, the fuck that. Like that that is some like Michelle Obama is friends with George W. Bush kind of unity that makes me mm. want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to read some emails? We got a few. Hey, it's email time. Let's do it, dude. Yeah. Uh, hey, Frauders. I Play just... the goddamn bumper, dude. Oh, sorry. 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 Unbelievable. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh, God, I am afraid to die. Vince hates art. Yeah. Uh, hey, Frauders, I just got lit done listening to your Marriage Story episode and really enjoyed listening to your commentary. I liked the film a little more than you three did, but was definitely disappointed <laughs> as a whole, especially considering the circle jerk surrounding it. And because you guys got so close to hitting it on the head multiple times, I find these date details highly entertaining. It was, in fact, based on Noah Baumbach's prior marriage to Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> <laughs> who got her start performing a nude scene in a teen movie, just as the film mentions a million times. Yeah. Basically, they were married for like a decade. She quit making any movies except his quirky indie films that are essentially everything Vince hates. And then she <laughs> left to make a Ryan Murphy pilot. In response, Bombach proceeded to hook up with one of the supporting actresses in one of his movies, Greta Gerwig, whom he's been dating ever since. After that, things played out similarly to the movie, except Bombach has never won a genius grant, and instead of getting a job at <laughs> instead of getting a job at UCLA, he had to make Madagascar three to pay his lawyer back. <laughs> <laughs> Basically all of this would make a much more interesting movie than the one we got. Yeah, I wish the Madagascar thing was in there for sure. That is so much more of an interesting movie, and it says so much that we were not wrong about the fact that this felt semi-autobiographical, where he's writing himself in a role as someone who's like with this crazy lady, and like, but I also have problems of my own, and writes himself getting a fucking genius grant. Yeah, the genius <laughs> yeah. grant thing is certainly silly. That I wish, I wish instead he made Madagascar. Three. Yeah, that would be so like that's a better movie, but that would require some sort of like, I don't know, self-awareness and understanding of like, and you know, uh, a comedy or the human condition. Humor, I, well, yeah. What makes what annoys me is that like when Lena Dunham made girls like as everyone was shitting on her, but like they were basically shitting on her for the fact that she was able to make fun of her her own like class and type yeah. of uh, type of person. Whereas yes. like fucking marriage story comes out and Noah Baumbach has written this like super sanitized movie where he's like always the good guy. And some, yeah, some chick like he writes himself as this superhero who gets genius grants and gets uh, mistreated by his wife. And everybody's like, Oh, this is fucking genius. 
Yeah, it, it's just like okay. So I just find that like like people. I think this is true of Americans, especially like they don't understand subtext at all. Yeah. So when someone writes like a puff piece about themselves, people just take it completely at face value. And right. when someone yeah. writes a thing making fun of themselves, they completely take it as fa- at face value also, and then just basically shit on the person for already doing the thing that they were uh, angry about. Yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, with Lena Dunham, there's like a lot of. Um, misogyny happening there too Mm -hmm. perhaps yes Yes. oh yeah it was like just a shot in the dark (laughs) yeah yeah they were like i mean why is she naked i don't want to fuck her yeah yeah exactly it was like think we like this because i'm I'm not even that horny (laughs) i'm supposed to be i mean i masturbated but yeah (laughs) i came but i hated myself after more so than usual So I hate her. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm not even necessarily a Lena Dunham fan. Yeah. Like, I think she's fine. Yeah. I mean, I I just think like if you if you're not gonna like someone, just be like, oh, she kind of sucks, yeah, and then right. leave it at that. But the the obsession over how yeah. fucked up she was, it's like, yeah, she's fucked up. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said that thing where she was like, I wish that I'd had an abortion at some point. Were people mad? And then about people that? were really mad. People were oh, like, right, "That's she, so fucked up." Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. I think she knows that's a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's why she said. I mean, it. <laughs> I've said similar things. Like, yeah, I feel like if I'd had an abortion before, then then that's my way of being like, I've made someone come before, <laughs> which, <laughs> as we all know, isn't true. Yeah. So, but it's just like yeah. I don't know. I mean, that is. Oh, it's just so funny about marriage story. Like the it it felt so much like that was the case. Like this was it just felt too it just felt too like specific to this type of relationship and the nuance. It, it was what all like the positives about it was that it did feel real. It felt like a real um argument between two egotists about their respective careers and how each other have like you know held each other back and whatnot so i was like there's a lot of there's something real happening here and it feels so real that i'm pretty sure he's basing this on his own life but he's changing his own role in this to make himself sound like an actual genius and uh and yeah that's that's great backstory thank you for whoever sent that to uh to us because that is that just reaffirms that we are right okay before (laughs) we move on Uh i just i want to let everyone know uh my truth which is i really liked the movie i know (coughs) a lot i i cried through the whole thing i mean a lot of people did listen francesca and i have had a really hard time uh I've only been around people who don't like it. So oh, that's I, interesting. Yeah. We, so I feel like I'm in the minority. So we've ha- we've gone to two different things, where social events where there's people there. And each time where we've like fanned out to Bragging. like talk to, talk to people. Yeah, no big deal. But like <laughs> went to, well, okay. We went Why don't to, you just rub it in my face? We went to one Christmas party and then we threw like a cookie, uh, a, a cookie making party of our own, which Jessica, you were at. Um, so you went to one party. Once you start hanging out with that MSNBC crowd, you're going to be around only people who like Marriage Story. Dude, I am so stoked to (laughs) fucking do like a quick pivot to Neolib. Like (laughs) once I want to be a Neolib so bad. No, the the wine is a lot better. 
The wine is better. I'm sober. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we did find that we had trouble um, having conversations with people at parties because, like, we would start talking about marriage story. And I realized, like, like she's much more confrontational than I am when it comes to movies that she hates. Like, she will be like, what the fuck is wrong with you if you like something that... Yeah, we that, fought at your party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yelled at each other. It was fun. Uh, and, uh, but me, when someone's the like... The thought of oh, you liking this movie makes me want to peel my own skin off! Yeah. yeah, exactly. I hope you get hit by a car! No, we really did. We did play out the scene. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, people like it. And I understand it. And if you enjoyed the movie, that's fine. Like, I'm usually wrong about what people dislike. And I'm usually right in the movies that I like because I like shill movies for the most part. Uh, you know, like I'll love the new Star Wars. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm sure. we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about Listen. it. I can't wait. One thing I like about Star Wars is how it goes, ding, 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 and then the, the credits roll. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, the opening That's... crawl is always the best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. I, yeah, the fan I wanted to... I just want it to be one very, very long equals, 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 capital D, tilt, 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 just a big dick. <laughs> Yeah. Any, any, uh, anyways, we got got any more emails? Yeah, we do. <laughs> hey, Frock Crew. Earlier today, I finally got a chance to do something I've often fantasized about doing. Confront uh-huh. someone for not picking up their dog's giant pile of shit in the park. Uh-huh. When I yelled at him to pick it up, he just kind of acted confused and said he forgot to bring any bags and walked away. However, I never saw him even check for a bag before walking away, so I think he was just a lying piece of trash. But somehow, regardless, <laughs> I think I came away from the confrontation looking like the asshole. Which leads yep. me to my next my question. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever tried yelling at someone for doing something you've always hated and it didn't go as planned? Uh, love, Scott. Um, I mean, I did feel... I think uh, most of the time that you yell at someone and you think you're justified for it, and then you do it... Uh, I mean, at least in my life, I always end up feeling regretful afterwards because it's like just the act of yelling at someone... Uh, is so emotionally taxing. And the thing is, the, yeah. the nicer you are to someone when you confront them, the worse they'll feel. Yeah. Like if you're like, if you're like, hey, um, I've noticed there's a lot of poo around. Could you Could you please pick that up? Yeah. And then he wouldn't be like, I didn't have any bags because there's no like confrontation. He'd just be like, um... Or, or what like it, I think it would make him feel worse about it but if you yeah. yell at him then he gets to feel bad about being yelled at and be like wow that guy's an asshole anyway so yeah but if you're nice and you're like I don't want to live around poo yeah yeah could you come back Please. could you go get a bag and pick it up and then if he's like no you can be like oh yeah yeah <laughs> and your monocle <laughs> shatters on the floor yeah don't yell you can be nice i mean i confrontation is good though i love confrontation but i so rarely have a chance to know that i'm in the right so much that i uh actually do confront people it like happens very rare. That's why like the quitting or the getting fired. I was like, this is great because it's right before Christmas. And also because fuck this place. It was like, I knew I could say the things that I wanted to say. And I will admit like even saying it, uh, it, you know, and feeling 
right about doing so, I still felt a little bit bad about it because I did feel like I apparently after I left the office uh, with the um, comment about uh, sexual harassment and racial discrimination, Lisa came out of her office and said, you guys, if um, if anyone needs to talk, uh, just come <laughs> into my <laughs> come into my office. People people really shouldn't do that. And then and then walked out. And uh, uh, yeah, so I there was part of me that you know, did feel a little bit bad. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I don't yell at people or like tell someone to like clean something up unless I, I'm 100% like feel in the right. I, I don't necessarily think that's true for me. Like I could, if I'm say, I'm going to ask someone to clean something up. Yeah. I don't need to a hundred percent know I'm right, but yeah. I can just say it like I don't a hundred percent know I'm right. Yeah. I could just say like, oh, could could you please pick that up actually? Yeah. Like that doesn't necessarily mean like, I know I'm right. Like just approach it with like a little humility, I think, and you'll feel better. I, I feel like, I the, yeah, no, you're right. You just, if you, yeah, the country's so divided. It's like yelling you know? is like a, oh. <laughs> that guy probably, no, he doesn't pick up his poo mm-hmm. still. And he probably voted for Trump now. Yeah, yeah, because you yelled at him (laughs) out of spite. Um, Oh, actually, you just reminded me. I did have a moment where, okay, I didn't yell at anyone, but I did speak uh, firmly to a a proprietor of a a restaurant recently. Um, Me and some people went out to this restaurant, and um, it was like kind of like a hip restaurant in Koreatown like an American fair type place where they got like American food and whatnot. But it was like everything that was on the menu was like frog legs and shit like that. And, and, um, we just kind of wanted a burger mm-hmm. and, uh, and we just asked, we were like, do you guys, uh, you, uh, you know, you have burgers. And then he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, we have burgers. Um, uh, but they're at the bar. So you have to, you have to eat them at the bar. And we <laughs> were like, well, what do you, you mean, can we, well, can we order it at the bar and then bring it back to our table? And he was like, I don't know. Let me, let me, <laughs> find, let me find out. And then he brings uh, over the owner and the owner is like, yeah, so um, burgers are at the bar. And we're like, yeah, but can we, can we order them and eat them here at the table? And she's like, no, no, everyone must eat the burgers at the bar. And then we just started going like, but Why? Like what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, like we, it's right over there. It's not far away. It's not like another room. It's like, we're like, what's the worst that kind of was like, sorry, these are, you know, the, this just like the burgers are at the bar. That's bar food. And here we do. And I'm, and we're just like, and, and I didn't yell, but I was like, I just don't understand why I can't eat a burger with my friends. <laughs> if you could just. Like, I mean, I get it's your place. And then the other guy just was like, can we get a check? And then we <laughs> and then we left. And so to me, I wasn't about to yell at the person. But, I but think that's one of those situations where you're like, how about you just make an exception and make some money and then we all leave happy instead of doing whatever thing that you're doing that I don't understand. Yeah. And you're also like kind of like screwing the server uh, yeah, out of a yeah. tip here. Cause like yeah. now, you know, like, and so we did uh, still, you know, we paid for our drinks and then we tipped uh, big because we felt bad and also because we wanted to feel like more righteous. But <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it was just like, you know, there are some situations that I think in that situation, had I yelled, I probably would have felt bad about it. But instead, what I did was shake, um, you know, very Jewishly and go, <laughs> I, I don't understand why I can't just like if what the police going to come if I eat a burger here? What, what's the problem? Like I became very Jewish. Well, I think that what's important to know is like when you confront someone, like the goal is for you to just like say your part. And right. then also know that that's not necessarily going to change the outcome. Yeah. Like, so like if I'm approaching someone whose dog has just shit on my lawn, yeah. I could be like, or, or outside or whatever. I could just be like, could you please pick that up? Yeah. And then I have to know that the answer might be no. And that's like totally, you know, it's like when you lend someone a book, you're probably not going to get the book back. Yeah. You just, but you, but you just, so you make an agreement when you lend it out that, that you might not get it back and you have to deal with that. It's just part of it. I think, I think the, the problem that comes is like most of the time this happens, it's because, uh, you've dealt with the, like a, tidal wave of people doing something that annoys you that you can't confront and then yeah. finally you get one where you can't where you can confront them and they might not like fit that category as well as you'd like where like you know say yes. like maybe you're getting shit for like something on twitter and everybody's just, like at replying you like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you're a fucking idiot and then and then the next time someone like sends you something that that could be construed as sarcastic or like earnest yes you immediately respond like hey fuck you bro why don't you go suck a cat turd and then you realize yeah. like the the person that you told to go suck a cat turd uh wasn't actually uh the person being sarcastic to... they were actually yeah. saying something friendly or they le- legitimately uh were like confused like they yeah. you, you take them in bad faith immediately because right. you've had yes. so many fucking assholes yeah so you want to so, avoid blowing up it's the reason yeah. i really like the show what would you do on abc with john quinones they put people <laughs> real people in situations that where they are 100 percent uh justified in their righteous indignation and that is a rare situation where you can see someone like do something so terrible that you're like I can yell at them and it's okay. They just said something racist. Like I, I was walking with Francesca in San Francisco one time and someone just yelled, hey, uh, F you N word. And I was like, I turned around about to be like, um, and then it was just this like, just the most homeless man ever <laughs> who was who was just like covered in newspaper and trash. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to yell at him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it was like one of those things where God I was, has already yeah. yelled at him. <laughs> but no, that reminds me of the last time I got super fucking angry was um, yeah. I went to one of those outdoor movies at Hollywood Forever with yeah. my boyfriend and somebody told this older like Orange County couple told him to go back to Asia. Wow. And I got so angry that like I couldn't see anymore. And I was started chasing and intimidating this older couple. And then what other people, what all the other white people around us saw was like me yelling at an older couple (laughs) and they were just like, leave them alone. Don't you know, don't you know that life doesn't have to be like this? And then I was like, how dare you like take the moral high ground? What? So what, what the fuck? That's insane. So sometimes you just get really angry, but you know, like if, if going back in time, I think if I wouldn't have gotten angry and I was just like, that is an incredibly bigoted and hurtful thing to say. Yeah. 
I don't know if that would have been better or made that or got because I, I did make me the bad guy. Th- that's a the bit. worst thing. This is uh, it's why I love what would you do on ABC with John Quinones? Because when they say the racist thing, they say it loud enough for everyone to hear it and multiple times. And so everyone just is like, hey, that ain't right. And it's so <laughs> it's so cathartic because it's like, but you're right. And there's in this situation, nobody was on our side, though. It was but, like, but could everyone hear what? They, what he said? Oh, um, because that's the thing. When like someone says something like that, they can say it like at a volume that people don't know. The thing is, though, is I yeah, that's true. But I was like, when I was following them and I was talking, I was being like, "You guys are so racist." How yeah. could you? This is also right after Trump got elected. Oh damn! So I was like, I was probably mostly mad about that. Too. Yeah, yeah. But then it was like, um, I was like being like, you know, you guys are so racist. Like, how could you? Yeah, and yeah. And then I felt like. Like everyone around me should have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. I was confused. So sometimes I get mad. I don't know if I feel bad. I mean, you're not in the wrong for yelling at those pieces of shit. It's just like it would be nice if other people could back you up, and it's like fuel for your righteous indignation. It feels so good when people are like, "Yeah, he's right, she's right," and then everyone's like, "Yeah, uh, you uh, uh, Jews should be able to eat pie." And then, and then John Quinones <laughs> comes out and he's like, oh, "Christmas for Jews." Yeah, that, that was really brave of you to say that Christmas could also be for Jews. And you're like, "Well, you know, I just see a wrong in the world and I fix it." You know, I guess that's just how I was raised. I mean, t- tikkun olam, they call it. Uh, you know, so it's heal the world. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really hit a hard K on on that middle word in Takuno Olam. Uh, well, all right. Well, what we else got, we, we got? got? One more email. Uh, Vince, as someone with misphonia who is now exposed to more kids TV, I think you're uniquely qualified to tackle an important issue. Which children's show has the worst voices? As someone with a two-year-old, my personal vote is Peppa Pig. I hate every goddamned voice on Peppa Pig. They've all got that stupid mouth-breathing accent that makes them sound like they've been hit on the head with the brick. Peppa herself is the fucking worst. She sounds like the unwanted offspring of bread pie and when I write script guy. Uh, The accents in Peppa Pig retroactively justify all classism in Britain. You can't tell me people with that accent are qualified to do more than shovel shit all day. Conversely, (laughs) the very best show is Puff and Rock for the exact opposite reason. Give me lovely lilting Irish accents over Cockney dullards any day. Please bring me on an expert panel of dads to discuss. Frat to the max, Schnitzelbob. Oh, Schnitzelbob, we thank you kindly for your email and for all of the fraught fan fiction you've written. Oh, Jesus so- hates it when you're watching the show about the pigs. Jesus doesn't like when the piggies are talking in a weird accent between the, the script guy and uh, the bread pie dude at the same time. That was It's a very specific... It's so many characters. I love it. So, uh, do you... Go ahead. Do you watch kids shows? A lot of kids shows now. Uh, yes, unwillingly. So I, my stepson <laughs> is six, and he. So I've skipped the Peppa Pig stage largely. Oh, that's good. And I'm, but like, we're on to an even worse stage, which is like the Disney sitcoms, which I'm pretty oh. sure is like softcore porn for little kids because yeah, it always yeah. is, and I hate it, and I've always hated it because it's always. Like when you see the amount of like makeup and hair that is going into 
some tween that's starring yeah. starring in one of these Disney shows. And I'm just thinking about like the entire team of adults whose job it is to like make some fucking eleven year old look really put together. And it just yeah. it skeeves me out like at a very deep level. And yeah. uh, and and it's not even like I, I don't even get to like I can watch it on mute and get angry because yeah. uh, it's more the styling choices. And there's all these shows where I'm convinced that he's only watching him because, uh, you know, they've put like a cute little like twelve year old as the lead. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's the word. But like, I mean, I... it's not weird for the six year old to be attracted to the twelve year old. No, not it's at all. It's weird for you to be attracted <laughs> to your stepson. <laughs> well, yes, and that would that would be weird. No, so I'm just thinking. Don't about, do I, it. Vince. It is weird. I'm just thinking about the lives. Of, like, there's a bunch of little kids on these. No, shows. I agree with you. I get really creeped out with the yeah. with the overdone 11 year old thing. The 11 year old girl. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just like when you're that age. Like, I remember that's how I wanted to be. Yeah. And my mom was just like, right. "No, don't be that." And I was just like. <laughs> You don't understand my sexuality. I'm 11 now. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes constructions workers yell at me and it really scares me, but I like it a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but now when I look at like 11 year olds and 12 year olds, I'm like, oh my God, we have to protect them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. They are children. Well, sometimes he watches like an Aust- the Australian version of a Disney Channel show and it's less bad because... The kids look more like kids, like they're not quite as uh, like styled and with tons of uh, hair and makeup and shit. It's I think it's yeah. just like it's the overstyling that they do to all Disney things as applied to a little kid. All I can think of is that you know that kid's gonna fucking. First of all, I, it's weird because if you're a little kid watching that, that's what you think. Uh, you know, being 12 is supposed to look like where you're supposed to, yeah. you know, have, dress in like expensive clothes and have your hair like perfectly gelled every day, which is annoying enough. But I feel like the bigger problem is that the people that are actually in that show are all these little fucking Corey Feldmans who are just going to grow up to have a fucked up life because I mean, they're already like, having a fucked up life. They've been made to uh, be like hyper aware of their appearance at the age of like ten, which I yeah, can't imagine yeah. a worse thing for a person. They they should make a law that all children actors should be just CG or puppets. I just think adults dressed as kids works fine. Work fine on a living color. <laughs> it always works yeah. great. It worked on uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Gary Oldman show that did different strokes. How is it not child labor? Not to like. Yeah. I mean, it is. They but only shoot can... for like four hours a day, but they get away right. with it. Yeah, they have rules. So can my kid work in my factory for four hours a day? If you're filming them. <laughs> <laughs> and by the if way, it's for, it's for if it's for a Disney show called like the Sweet Life of My Factory or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Sweet Life of My Sweatshop Kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and all the fucking plots of those shows—it's all little kids like trying to hook up with each other. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all trying to fuck. Like every everything is like a love plot. I'm like, it's this all is love show drama. Aimed at like six year olds. What the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think romance is like not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like when you put that onto like child actors, it makes it creepy. Yes, um, super. It's just like little kids fucking play acting uh, an older person's thing, and it's weird. And I hate. Yeah, it. but it, it, what's grosses me out is knowing that those like eleven and twelve year olds are like like because I think about how disgusting 
the kids were in my middle school like and these aren't even famous people and people were like sucking skittles out of each other's pussies so like i can only imagine <laughs> that's what, a, there's such a specific time in a kid's life yeah well you still like skittles you know? yeah but you're also like <laughs> i'm horny too <laughs> yeah it's trying to it's it's like that bridge where you're you know it's the End of childhood, beginning of adulthood. It's so weird to think like I was way hornier at 12 than I'll ever be ever again. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, I'm glad for that, but I also feel like there's still a huge part of me that has the same type of horniness. It's the same type of just like, you know, I don't know. I might be more horny than I was when I was 12. Like just now I can afford to a fleshlight instead of fucking a big mouth Billy Bass, you know? <laughs> Like, and I don't have to hide. Did you really do that? I did, but oh, okay. I fucked the skin <laughs> because you can't open the mouth. So I ripped the skin off and I fucked it. I masturbated with the skin and the skeleton. <laughs> the skeleton was still singing the song. So a skeleton was singing while I was masturbating and I came. And then I hit it. And I, I hit the whole skeleton. One time I masturbated with my grandparents' TV remote. Oh. And then I... um. Just like I like looked at it and I was like, I remember thinking like, should I clean this off? And then I was like, I honestly think it looks fine. <laughs> oh, I feel like after I come, I can't smell my own self at all. Yeah. Is that true? Because I remember smelling it and being like, nope, doesn't smell. But looking back, there's no way I didn't make the remote smell. Oh, 100%. So my grandparents. Did they ever mention it? 100% have. <laughs> touched and smelled this remote and be like and been like jessica just masturbated on this remote and they still like sometimes look at me in the eyes you know yeah they're like oh bless her heart wait how old are you <laughs> um i'm thinking teenager at some some level of teenager yeah, that's forgivable might have been a little older teenager well though. that's might less... have been 25 <laughs> okay well <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, all right. Well, Where you know, we... when, the, when a Disney Channel show comes on, sometimes you can't, uh, you can't help it. <laughs> you can't help it, dude. Them, them hot t- preteens. I was probably stoned or something, too. Yeah, well. Okay, well. They tested your pussy juice and they were like, you're high. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. <laughs> Do we have something to talk to you about? Yeah. We tested your pussy juice. And you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. You're, you were high on weed and you're Jew. You're a high weed Jew who's masturbating. That's so true, though. You're oh, my God. She she rated a 0.15 pussy cannabinoid content. <laughs> <laughs> a pussy juice cannabis. Con- I don't know. You saw where I was going with it. Yeah, right. I saw. Yeah. They were probably right. like, this is why their, their mom should have never divorced. Yeah, it's <laughs> the divorce's fault. Yeah. Well, are you ready to put this one to bed? Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I think we had a good good pod. We laughed, we cried, we learned, we unlearned things. Uh, Jessica Seeley, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I just like it when I'm around you guys. I like it when you're around. Even though you hate me, Vince. No, Vince loves you. That's why you're so nice. He loves you. No, I love you. Um, Good. Good. Uh, Where (laughs) can we find you on the internet, dude? Um, I don't know. I guess I have an Instagram. Sometimes I post on that. So Jessica Seeley. Oh yeah, I have a, a, a podcast. I talk about climate change. Yeah, on it. hot topic. Check it out on the yeah. iTunes store wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, and if you're in the LA area, um, I started a weekly comedy show at yes. Cafe, Cafe Tropical at 10 p.m. Um, every Friday starting January 10th. 
Yeah. So check that out. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please email us your questions, comments, concerns, all that shit. Vince, what's the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. And patreon.com slash broadcast. Thank you to all the patrons out there keeping us going, especially now that I am unemployed. So we're going to have a lot more content coming at you through the new year forever because this is uh this is just this is how i get to see vince now vince is a stepdaddy and the only time we spend together now is going to be when we go to screenings and when i see him on skype to talk about them see me on screens or reflected in a screen yeah so it's very it's very nice uh so please keep listening we love you so much and until next time good night and good chins